This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com slash funemployment and use offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So I just got the text. Okay, what's going on over there? So uh, this just came through right now. Apparently, um, Rent-A-Center is at my house looking for a rented bed that is past due. He was renting what? a bed. Dude, I just don't understand him. He makes no sense now that he's gone. I'm like, did he really exist? It's <laughs> and <laughs> like, like that. Was I mean, not very many gone. people met him, and like he's gone, never to be seen again. I don't know. I don't know. And now he has. I'm so okay. I'll explain. It. All right, please I'll explain do. it. Please I'll explain do. it all here in just a little bit. <laughs> Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. <laughs> and of course, we are live here five days a week out of Portland, Oregon, on the Fun Employment Radio Network. You can subscribe to the network to listen live for six ninety nine a month to get access to the archives, all kinds of stuff. Or you can, of course, always hear it via podcast wherever podcasts are found on the cyberwebs. <laughs> and uh, we've got a bunch of stuff that we are going to be getting to today. Um, I'll explain what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Yes, but... I'm very confused. <laughs> before before we do that, though, um, I do want to say uh, I think it's appropriate here to just talk one more time about the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. That was so much fun. It happened last night, uh, May 21st, at the Secret Society, and it was absolutely incredible. And I want to just give a huge thank you to everyone that was able to come out. Um, you guys got to see a great show. If you missed it, well, there's n- another reason to come next time. Because yeah. Seriously, you missed out on a really, really good time. Um, Bree Pruitt, Tim Hammer, Noriko Ott, Christine Levine, all four comedians. It was solid. Solid. It was solid lineup. all around. Because, I mean, like, you know, we know that they know what they're doing and they know that they know what they're doing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's always kind of nerve-wracking to be like, how is everything going to go? And it was right. just, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's fun for these things because, you know, we, like you said, we know who the comedians are. We know how good they are. But a lot of, you know, our audience may not have seen them, the people that come out. And so it's exciting. It's like seeing everybody line up there and come into the show and get sat down. It's like, you guys have no idea what you're in store for. Oh, it was so great. These, these people are going to be amazing. And you just have no idea. Like, the talking to the people in the crowd, it's like, you guys don't know. Well, it's neat seeing all the comedians interact, too, because they mm-hmm. are all friends. It is a community. I mean, so they all, they all legitimately see each other all the time because they're all doing open mics, you know, and they're all right. like up and comers. So they're all out there, you know, hustling every night. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And um, all of them, I can see all of them going on to big, big things. Yes. So it was a Great the one person that I wasn't, uh, the, my one fit, uh, you know, person who was attempting to be a comedian from the front row, blonde lady. <laughs> there was a blonde lady that um, I, I will say this: I did find out uh, how she came to the show. I don't believe she's a listener of Fun Employment Radio. She's not. Um, she had had quite a lot to drink, I believe, and she decided that. Uh, here's a little tip for comedy shows for people who are rookies at going to comedy shows. 
don't talk back to the comedian. No. It's not an interactive show. It's not. A, unless, like, they, unless they directly ask you Specifically ask you. Yeah. Like, don't interrupt the flow. <laughs> like, that's like someone, uh, I think I was talking to someone who was a web designer last night. It's like someone who, like, you're in the middle of designing, like, a, you know, like a big, like, web page or something, and somebody else just comes over and starts, like, slapping around on your keyboard. Yeah. Like, just kind of fucks up the similar. flow of everything. That's similar. Or if you're watching a band and they're, like, in the middle of a guitar solo and you go up there and say, no, you're doing it, or no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Bit, no, you should actually. Or like, no, 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 let me have that. Let me no, have... you should actually go to A chord right there. That's the, uh, you were doing the wrong I just, chord. I can't believe that people still do that yeah well it was i think it's people that I, I don't know i can't explain it because everyone else in the crowd was fantastic it was just one person it was one drunk blonde lady <laughs> one drunk blonde and uh, let me just tell you like brie pruitt was the one that had to deal with a lot of of this drunk blonde lady and brie held her fucking own she oh, yeah. was like she knows how to handle it but at the same time you know and she handled it wonderful but she shouldn't be having to handle that in the first place so there's this awesome episode like if anyone ever has any question about it watch the episode of louis look up louis ck's episode where he talks to the heckler yes actually mike kaplan's in that particular scene as well yes that is such it a is great episode exa- it is exactly why you don't do that because yeah. he's talking about how like that's their you know they they work at that 15 minutes it might look like it's off the cuff they've been working on that yeah for months if not years you know right. like they're honing it and then to take that away from them yeah is just such a horrible thing to well, do when a comedian's on stage that is their stage that is it they mm-hmm. have the microphone that's it yeah you know so but uh you know again it was one person one person out of everybody so just d- drunk blonde lady be careful next time you go to a comedy show because uh you may also find a comedian who's not going to be as nice as all of ours were <gasps> that she yeah that could have that could have gone horribly yeah for that because she just didn't get it yeah she's like i don't understand i'm ruining everybody's time i don't get it oh god right the one person i've seen that uh, can tear apart somebody pretty quick is anthony lopez mm-hmm. that guy can rip somebody apart oh holy it's, shit it's it's actually a beautiful thing to watch. It like, is. I, I do enjoy watching that when he when he tears somebody down. But um, but yeah. Anyway, besides that, it was just great. So big thank you to the Secret Society where the show was. A big thank you to Metro PCS for giving away the phone and wonderful things and supporting it. And also a uh, thank you to Next Adventures yes. there as well. So. Uh, one of uh, all all great sponsors of our show, and we really really appreciate them and all of you for coming out. That mm. Just that's that's the last thing I want to say about it. And just, I really do appreciate the bike gallery because I won the bike challenge this past week, and Greg had to take a horrible <laughs> shot and read a statement about how amazing I was. It was and pretty awesome. I was hoping we could just gloss <laughs> over that part. Yes, I had to read this. I lost the bike challenge, oh, riding the most glorious. miles. And I, we had Jesse from the Secret Society, who's an expert. Uh, what's what's the right word here for a? Drink? He's uh, he I, he would probably punch us in the face if we say mixologist. Yeah, he probably. But that's would punch what he. Us. He's a bartender extraordinaire. He is. He knows how to make lots of fancy drinks. And he also, uh, since he does know alcohol so well, he knew how to make an absolutely horrible shot that I had to take. The shot involved some kind of a, a liqueur. It had uh, tequila, gin. Um, some kind of mint it had thing. Mint, it, it had peppermint and, bitters and, and like then cherry had, bitters. Then it had <laughs> cherry bitters. And the cherry bitters, he told me the cherry bitters has been sitting back on that bar for months because they had ordered it and never used it for anything. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put that in there. That was the worst part of that shot. It wasn't the combo of gin and tequila. It was the cherry stuff. It was the cherry stuff. Ew. Like the flavor would not go away all night long. Like because I was drinking some beers every time I would burp. It would just taste like nasty old cherries. Oh, that's so awesome! It was so gross. Uh, I'm so, so glad I had that to take that me. shot for losing for losing the uh, bike challenge. Yes, indeed. Oh, it was glorious. Uh, 
yeah, it's it kind of makes me sick to my stomach even just thinking about it. Oh, that was so fun. I wish that like I wish it hadn't already happened so that it could be happening again. Well, that's why we'll end up having another okay, one. Okay, that's so, good. So uh, we will have more Fun Employment Radio comedy showcases and all kinds of things coming up this summer. We'll keep you guys informed about. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, back to what I was talking about at the beginning. All right, I am so confused by what you brought up. To, Tell me what's going on. To explain this, so I, of course, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I own a house in uh, southeast Portland, and I rent out two of the rooms. Um, so there's there's usually always two people, two extra people living there mm-hmm. at the house, and for the most part, they're they're uh, I try I try to find like friends, uh-huh. you know, and go go through that route. So one of them is of course David, who I've talked about. David lives there; uh, he's great. The other one, I'm not going to say his name on the show, but you know who he is. If yeah. you listen back to the shows, you'll know. So this gentleman is has just been a mystery to me the entire time he's lived at my house. I don't quite get him. He's not a bad guy. Uh, no, I don't think he's fundam- I don't think he's fundamentally a bad person. No, he's not a bad person. He's not a bad guy, but he's very very odd. I can't place my finger on it. I don't know some of the times whether he's like whether he's like lying or whether he's just is so unaware. I think it's more he's just so unaware of his surroundings. I don't know. He doesn't I don't get it. Know. I I don't know. He's told me so many different stories that they when you sit back and think about him afterwards it's like well, that doesn't make any sense. No, this how's is that, also how's that even true for listeners who might have been listening for the past couple months. This is also the roommate that uh, had told us that we were signed up for the Shamrock Run. Yes, yes. For like two months, and then waited until the day before the run to tell us that he didn't actually do it. Right, right. So I've always been a fan. Yeah, as you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he has uh, moved out. I have a new roommate who's going to be moving in. Um, starting, I think maybe some today or at least this weekend. Oh, cool. Uh, new roommate who has a dog, by the way. Who dog also say looks a lot like Butters. Does. Butters was my dog that passed away last year. Uh, the, the new guy coming in, he seems like a really great guy. And uh, his dog is also a Border Collie Black Lab mix. Mm-hmm. But a year and a half old. So the, on the younger end of the Butters scale. Uh, the dog's name. So just to, just to <laughs> preface this too. So we have a good friend who shares this name. The dog's name is Lily. If you know Scott Daly from Geek in the City, his uh, lovely fiance is also named Lily, and this will be the source of endless amusement. For I me. cannot wait to start like saying Lily. that, like Lily, Lily, you gotta go potty, Lily. gotta go outside, gotta go outside, <laughs> gotta go outside. Yeah. So the dog's name is in fact Lily. It's kind of awesome. Lily, get off the couch. <laughs> but he's not in there yet. So the other roommate, the one that's uh, that's moving, well, has officially moved out. Um, last stuff actually moved out on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. So the stuff was out. Um, but here's what I, this message that I just got before the show. So David is at home right now at the house and he sent me this text saying that rent a center is there looking for the guy who moved out and looking for, um, his bed. Apparently he had been the bed he had. He was renting this entire time. I understand people rent furniture. I'm so confused though. He was renting a bed. And we had no idea about this until till till they showed up at the basically a repo man showed up at the house today apparently looking looking, looking for, for him, the bed looking for the bed and the bed's gone the bed's gone he moved it out he moved it to wherever it is he's moving to like uh, I, somewhere Hillsborough or Beaverton or something like that I don't know um, so yeah the bed's out of the house but the repo men showed up looking for the rented bed because I guess it was past due. I mean, can you just? I mean, it just is like it's the. Just it's just so the topping. It's like the cherry topping on this weird, bizarre cake of. This is the. I've known a lot of your roommates now since we've you know been working together for kind yeah. of November. It'll be five years. Mm-hmm. This is by far the weirdest roommate you have 
ever had. I've had some bizarre roommates before. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying he's the, like the most terrible one or whatever. No, he is just the again weirdest. Not a, not a bad. I don't think he's fundamentally a bad guy. He's just so bizarre. I can't place him in any kind of spectrum. I, I don't know any comparison to place him. I, he's just his own thing that I, I can't get a grasp on. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's something that Rick Rethard saying rented bed equals bad times. I feel like there's something really particular about a rented bed. Here's the thing, though. The guy has a full-time job. A Does good he, job. though? Yes, because I've looked it up. I've looked it up. He's got a full-time regular job. He also is a uh, lower-end professional athlete to where he's sponsored, too. And I've looked that up, and it all checks out. It's all verified. I did, I did background checks on everybody that moves in. Uh, so, you know, there's no record of anything bad. Like, and there was like a speeding ticket or something. Um, but I, I just, I just don't know. I just can't place him. He's it's one of those people that comes into your life. And I think we probably all experienced it at some point where it's like, I don't understand what your deal is no. because, because some of the stories that he comes up with and I'm. I'm trying to think of an example that I can say on air because I don't want to be too specific. Well, why don't we say that, like, for example, like one of his parents is the... Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to say, like, where. I'm saying, like, a high a high up person in something. Right. And Supposedly. that was a claim. Supposedly this person is... One of his parents is a high up member of some big thing. Yes, in the government. In the government. Big we'll government thing. So she's like... A, and maybe that's true. And if it is, great. But then again... I've never seen any evidence of it, and they just stopped talking about it. So I, I just don't know. But anyway, and he just did weird um, stuff too, like that. That when he oh, here I'll tell I'll tell you something that yeah. else was odd. So one of the things this guy did was he had this habit of of cooking food and then taking the cooked food like in a pot, like so like mac and cheese. Say he'd make some mac and cheese, but he'd only eat a little bit of it. Instead of taking that mac and cheese out and putting it in, you know, like some Tupperware, putting it in the fridge like a normal person, he would just take the pot with the mac and cheese in it and stick it into the oven. Like, not as cooking it again, like just as storage. He would store the mac and cheese, cooked mac and cheese in the oven, and he would leave it there for like days. And uh, the reason I would find it sometimes is because I go to heat up the oven because I'm going to cook something, and then I start smelling burning, and then I realize, oh, well, that's in there. <clears throat> this guy would then eat the stuff after it had been sitting out in the oven for multiple days. He'd take it back out and eat it. Dude, that's gnarly. Even You know that I'm not the like cleanest person in the world. I wouldn't do that shit. Well, there's a refrigerator right there. There is a refrigerator. I have Tupperware. There's, a, no, guys, there's no reason not to be storing your cooked food in a refrigerator. So there's that. And then also the, the final kicker, too, that happened... Um, a couple of days, this was like the day before he was moving out. I, again, was <clears throat> turning on the oven, as you do to preheat it. Sure. I was going to cook a pizza or something. And I start, uh, all of a sudden, the smoke alarm goes off, and I'm smelling burning. And I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? And I open it up, and there is an entire pizza box, cardboard pizza box, stored in the oven that is now basically setting on fire. Because he had, that's where he has stored his pizza. And I asked oh, David, and I guess that God. pizza was from like three days before that. And he just stuck it in the oven? He stored it in the oven. What is going on? It's so weird. Yeah. So weird. So, yeah, I, I had to put on some put on some, uh, some mitts and like take it outside because it was a burning cardboard box uh, in my house. It, I see, don't and I, know. I, and how do you explain that? How do you, oops, how do you explain that? Like, how can you... 
make I, sense of this. Maybe he thinks it's some, like Keelan suggesting, maybe he thought it was like airtight or something. That doesn't make any sense but I either. It doesn't. Refrigeration is something that's important. Especially if you're making like macaroni and cheese that has, you know, milk in it. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be sitting. No, no, the dude, okay. I'm, I'm sorry to go off on this. It's just, it's so bizarre to me. And this is finally the time that I can talk about it. That's not the only time he would do that with food because he also uh, liked Popeyes, which I too like Popeyes. Um, I will go to Popeyes sometimes, but he would go there and get like a big, huge thing of food, like fried chicken and, and you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would eat part of it, but then he would just leave it on the counter. And the same thing would come back a couple of days later and then start eating the biscuits and the chicken that was left out on the counter. It's you didn't tell me that. No, no, I, I honestly because I, I remember the cinnamon. I remember the cinnamon roll thing. Oh yeah, the cinnamon rolls. That I remember that because because the, the cinnamon rolls because he bought like this box of cinnamon rolls and they just kept sitting on the counter and they were there for like a month and then like you know they were all like rock hard and he's like does anyone want a cinnamon roll? I'm like why would I want a cinnamon roll? <laughs> They're like little cinnamon rocks right now and they've been sitting there forever. People are suggesting that uh, that I should have a uh, reality show. At my uh, at my house, Keelan is saying Greg is trying to say the black guy liked fried chicken. <laughs> well, he did. He I did. do too. I mean, <laughs> that's just a fact. <laughs> um, I I also enjoy Popeyes, but I don't enjoy it after it's been sitting out for two or three days. No. So that's yeah. There was it. he was very odd with food, like all around. <laughs> yes. Like anytime because when you know as I've talked about, Greg and I have lots of meetings at his house. You know, and if this particular roommate's there, like if you're eating something, like he would just be like, "Hey, you, you gonna eat all that?" Did you want? Yeah. He would just, I would ask, like, if you're eating food, he would ask if he could have some of your food. Yeah. And it was just weird. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. It is bizarre. And I don't think I'm crazy for thinking this is all this stuff is bizarre. No. I mean, all the stuff that you're not saying, too, about the, the, the alibi of his parents saying. and, like, all just the, it's just weird. I just don't get it. But it, it's one of those people that just comes a, into your life. I'm sorry, I think he's just a, I, I know that you said that he's, I don't think that he's, I don't think he's harmful, but I think he's just a form of a sociopath. He's just. Well, sociopath implies that they're... I don't think he's like a murderer or anything, but no, I just don't think that he's capable of human emotion. Um, That's what it is. No, I think he's not capable of seeing outside of his own world, Mm -hmm. I think is more what it is. But anyway, apparently he's been renting a bed the entire time, and uh, that the uh, repo man is showing up. So now I'm curious about what else is going to happen. Who else is going to show up at my house? I don't know. Looking for things. Is that the only... Because I I walked by his room once, and I I couldn't really see in it, but I saw the bed. And then, like, did he have any other furniture? He had... um, Yeah, he had some other furniture. He had, like, uh, dressers and... Stuff like that. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot of stuff. Okay. He had a TV for a while, and then the TV just disappeared. I don't know whatever happened with that. He had, when he first moved in, he had a really nice, like, flat-screen television. Right. So, see, this is the thing that's mind-boggling, then, is he goes, like Greg has said, he goes to work every day. Works for a a, fan, a business, a legitimate business. Right. Yeah, a national corporation. We'll yeah. Say. Yeah. Where he, you know, when he works eight-hour days. Mm-hmm. Yet, he... It just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. I cannot place it. I can't understand it. If somebody can help try to piece together the mystery of who this is, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so now the repo man's showing up. And so the we'll, repo we'll man is showing up at your house <laughs> asking for a bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So do you, like, yeah. know where he went? Like, do you have a forwarding address or is he just... Uh, I don't have his address. <laughs> so he's just gone. He's just gone. <laughs> I helped him. Ironically, I helped him move that bed out of the, out of the house, too, because he needed help into a moving van. So I didn't realize... So you don't even was... know where he went. I know the area, but he didn't give me his address. And honestly, he paid up most of what he owed, so I, I don't, even, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care. So <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. 
It is weird. I So hopefully this next guy is not going to be I have like to that. say I do like going to your house, but I went over there less when you had this particular roommate because he's just it's too much. Mm-hmm. It was too much. So mm-hmm. I have to say, uh, I love hanging out. With, of course, you know David's a, friend, a dear friend of ours. I right. love hanging out with David. David's cool, but like, yeah, the other roommate. David was is little, the other roommate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still living there. But the other one, man, I've just no. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, very glad that 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 has that has closed. And then you're bringing in a cool roommate with a dog. That's right, okay. right. It's just so weird. The Repo Man showed up. The Repo Man showed <laughs> up right before we get on air. That's what David just sent me. Oh, anyway. That's part of what's going on at the house. So, so is anything – well, now since th- this just occurred to me, uh, so the room's empty. The room is empty. This is the master bedroom in the house. It's empty for right now for like the next day or so. And that's the room that whenever it's uh, empty, there's some weird stuff that happens, right? <sighs> <gasps> Has something happened? Oh, snap. I didn't even think that – what? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. All right. So here's the thing. Some people seem to think that my house is haunted. And yes, I know I still have to pay back a bet – in which I have to allow a ghost uh, investigation of my house. That mm-hmm. will be paid back at some point. I will pay up on that bet. I will allow that to happen. Um, there has been known to have be weird things that happen in this particular room, this master bedroom, only when it's empty. Mm-hmm. I remember last time. the only time. time that I've ever had anything odd that I can't explain. Uh, there was the time... Like there's been two two different experiences. I did have a friend who stayed in there one night that had uh, that had somebody somebody say um, he was let's see he went to sleep but he had his shoes on. He was just staying the night. It was like guest room at the time. Yeah. And a woman told him take your shoes off. Take off your shoes. And he thought it was his wife. And he talked to his wife the next day and she's like, No, I was up. I didn't even come into sleep until way late. Mm-hmm. And I did not tell you to take your shoes off. So was, he heard a voice tell him to take his shoes off, and he did and took his shoes off. I I also experienced something in that room because I stayed in that room for a little bit uh, when I was going through uh, going through a separation of sorts between my wife and I and uh, and ex wife by the way I am divorced just to make, <laughs> yeah, just to make sure that's clear <laughs> that's weird I hadn't heard you say the word wife in so yeah, long yeah me neither I was just telling the story I'm like I guess I have to say it that way yeah uh, yes no I am I am long since divorced but when that was going on I stayed down there in that uh, spare bedroom or the the master which was really the master bedroom I live in the upstairs it's converted uh, attic so it's like I have my own apartment up there well and, and then the last time before oh yeah go ahead and so I was staying in there and that's where something in my <laughs> Here, I woke up to – this is so weird to say this stuff because it sounds in, absolutely insane. But uh, I was sleeping in that room for a, for a couple of nights, and I kept hearing this in the, off in the corner. That's so creepy when you do that. And it sounded uh, like, like voices, but I couldn't understand what it was being said. And so I'd look outside. There was never anybody outside. I was the only one in the house. It was just me and the dog. So I'm like, okay, well, that's really odd. And so that happened for a couple of nights in a row, and then like the third night was when I was asleep and – Right in my ear, I just hear this, Greg! This, like, deep uh, male voice yell, Greg, <laughs> right in my ear. And I sat up, and I'm like, what? And then realized I was insane because, uh, or, or something felt like I was crazy because yeah. there was nobody else there. Just me and the dog. So anyway, uh, so strange things seem to happen in that room when it is empty. And, and even Only when, when it's empty. And nobody that's ever stayed in that room has ever had... No. Ever had things. Well, I remember, remember right before he moved in, we were over at your house, and then mm-hmm. that was when the fire alarm thing started happening. 
Every time yeah. we'd go into that room, then it would start, like, noises would start in the other room. It was just yeah. creepy. Yeah, there were some really creepy things. All right, so that. that being said. That being said, yes, it's been empty for a day, and it's funny because uh, David doesn't really know all of those stories. I try to keep that secret from the roommate, so if new roommate's listening today. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> too late. You signed the contract. <laughs> I know. So. I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> You're locked in for six months. <laughs> uh, so David is asleep, and his room is kind of adjacent to the to the empty room. And he told me last night he was woken up, um, and you know, and obviously, and I sleep upstairs, so nothing you can't really hear anything upstairs. Uh, he was woken up because the door to the now empty room was like rattling. <gasps> what the fuck? Was rattling like back and forth. It was closed, but it was like like so like somebody's like pushing on it, like. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I can demonstrate this sound, but you know, so like, say somebody grabs the right, door handle and is like pushing on it. I don't think we can do it with this door because that's, that door is too secure. Yeah, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. And so he woke up and he's like, "Oh, well, the, maybe the windows were left open in there." So I'm, I'll go check on that. The windows were not open. There were no open windows in the house, so nothing was blowing on it, and it was enough to wake him up. Enough to wake him up. And he was at the comedy showcase and had 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 a couple of beers too, so he was sleeping well. And, uh, yeah, it woke him up. Whoa. Yeah. And so when he told me that, I'm like, I should probably tell you a little bit about this. Oh, so he didn't know, and so he was just telling you something weird that had happened? Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Your house is terrifying. Yeah, I mean, yes, Edward's saying, could this roommate be crazy because of the room? Uh, our friend Keelan King lived in that room for two years, and I don't believe ever experienced anything. Nope, never. Nobody who's ever lived in that room has ever ever experienced anything Mm-mm. or at least never told me it's just it's, when it's empty only when it's empty is as odd things ever have odd things happened so i can't explain it i don't know i'm not saying it is or isn't anything i'm just saying that's what happened he woke up because the door kept rattling back and forth and it never did that or does that i mean no he would know. and that's like he's to, lived there for a year and it never does that for so. the layout of greg's house like where these two particular rooms are they're toward the back of the house where like no breeze or tr- like it's just at well, the no, end there, of a hallway. There could, be, there could be a breeze if the windows were open. Sure. I mean, that that could happen, um, but they weren't open and there wasn't anything. And it didn't do that up until yesterday once he was moved out. So I don't know. Regardless, he's moving in there. Uh, moving in. <laughs> the new roommates moving in. So we'll see what happens. Oh, boy. Yep. Anyway, that's my story on that. Odd dude. That One is- of those people that just encounters you encounter in life and you just you can't put a finger on it. And I, I don't know if I ever will be able to no. understand. I don't know if I want to understand. <laughs> I don't think I want to. I think I'm all right with just being like, and that happened, and let's yeah. move forward. Yeah. There's just some weird people out there. You know, he did teach me a lesson. What's that? Never trust anybody who says that they signed you up for a running <laughs> activity. For a shamrock run? Yeah, no, never. Man. Even if they promise you over and over again that I, they've signed you up. Nah, man. You're all signed st- up. Oh, don't do that. Nah, man. Stop it. Hey, man. All right. Why don't we do this? We have, uh, <sighs> of course... One of our brand new segments here on Fun Employment Radio, which is with one of our former co-workers. Yeah. News God extraordinaire, Mr. Tim Riley. So this is kind of a daily feature here on Fun Employment Radio where we uh, play Tim reading the news as only Tim Riley. It's Tim's news and commentary. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. Stand by for action. This is the news with Tim Riley. Greetings, Fun Employment Radio listeners. Welcome to Thursday. Here are the most important events of the day not heard on terrestrial radio. 
A man in his underwear steals a bread truck and delivers bread. Dateline, New York City. The thief on the Upper East Side stole the delivery van full of $8,000 worth of baguettes, whole wheat rolls, and loaves of sourdough, and then delivered them. He found the route instructions on the front seat. He made at least three stops before he resorted to throwing the bread out the window. His escapade ended when he followed a limo driver too closely who called police. The suspect identified as 38-year-old David Baxter was taken away to a psychiatric ward. Oh my, a 22-year-old woman has reportedly confessed to making multiple bomb threats to try to cancel the Quinnipiac University commencement exercises because she didn't want her family to know she had blown all their money and wasn't graduating. Daniel Shea of Quincy, Massachusetts, gave a detailed confession after being arrested at an indoor campus arena where the commencement had been moved due to the threat. Police said Shea didn't attend the university this year, but her mother paid thousands of dollars and thought her daughter was getting an education. Well, when graduating, arrived, she panicked when relatives didn't see her on the graduation roster and made two calls warning of several bombs on campus. In Pennsylvania, Judge James E. Jones overturned a 1996 ban on gay marriage saying, we are a better people than these laws represent and it's time to discard them into the ash heap of history. Who can disagree? Pennsylvania becomes the 19th state to legalize gay marriage. Oregon was number 18. <laughs> A Texas woman is recovering after being attacked by a neighbor's pet squirrel. The woman identified only as Elizabeth said she was unloading groceries from her car where she felt something climb up on her leg. It was running up and down her back, started scratching and biting. She went to the emergency ward, spent five hours getting stitches, treated with antibiotics. She is in pain, unable to work. The squirrel belonged to a neighbor. She had it since it was three years old. The squirrel's name is Bebe and weighs only two pounds. A Florida story. Police confirmed two more people had come forward to say they were grouped by a man who initially said he could read their palms in the Walmart parking lot. Police arrested 52-year-old Zapper Jaffer Monday. The incidents happened outside the Walmart Super Centers. He approached women in the parking lot, either asked to read their palm, or in one case, a woman said he grabbed her hand and started reading it. Then the second victim claims Jafar read her palm in another Walmart parking lot after he convinced her to sit inside his car when he reached down her skirt. Attention Walmart shoppers, please ignore the palm reader in the parking lot. Thank you so much for listening. This program is produced exclusively for Fun Employment Radio and is brought to you by OfficeBreakGifts.com. News around the clock. In a great and majestic land of overwhelming natural beauty, one radio station towers over all. This is the giant. One station that symbolizes the greatness of our city. Giant, 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 the giant. <laughs> God damn, I love him. Tim Riley is a genius. That was Tim Riley news and commentary. Follow him on Twitter, Tim Riley News. Let him know how much you appreciate those. Yes. Things. Because we appreciate him, and he appreciates you, and we all appreciate you. Absolutely. All I don't appreciate Greg, Greg sometimes, though. I would appreciate getting to do my ghost investigation. No, see, you <laughs> don't appreciate me. That means you should be appreciating me more. You're admitting that you, you're you not uh, appreciating the greatness that stands before. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I don't know where I was going to go. <laughs> that was kind of yeah. went off the tracks yeah, there kinda, a little kinda, bit. Yeah, kind of railed off a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. 
That's what she said? All right. Uh, Moving on. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first up, got a little DP news. (laughs) What do you think DP stands for? Well, there's a couple of different things I can think of that it stands for. Uh, But I'm going to let you go ahead and... Dolly Tell me Parton. what it stands for. Oh, Dolly, of course. Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the other. Dolly Parton, that's what I assumed. <laughs> Daniel Patrick, isn't that an actor? Sure. Oh, Dolly... Dan Patrick. No, that's Dan Patrick. Yeah. Okay, isn't he that sports guy? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, in a recent interview, I just thought this was interesting in case anybody else thought this was interesting, has now announced that she never takes her makeup off because she's afraid there's going to be an earthquake in the middle of the night and she doesn't want to be seen without her face on. You remind me so much of Dolly Parton with that. <laughs> Whatever. I could see you when you get older having those kinds of weird things that you worry about. You've got so many right now. Imagine like 30 years from now how many weird things you're going to be worried about. Well, Dolly Parton, who's been married to the same man for 48 years. I didn't know that. She's married for 48 years. I, I believe in looking good when you, you know, when you leave your home. You want to put your best face on. Well, yes, Dolly Parton believes being... Um, Believes on being camera ready at all times, even in the middle of the night. Yes, she says, I will go wigless sometimes, but I put little hot rollers in my hair and sleep in those, but I will never take off my full makeup, just in case there's an earthquake and I have to leave my house in the middle of the night. Uh, I spend a lot of time in California. I know they're always prone to having earthquakes. I never take my makeup off. Uh, I always keep it because I thought if I have to run out into the streets, I have to look good because you know there are going to be cameras everywhere. Why, why is there so much Dolly Parton news lately? Because she's amazing. I mean, this is like a whole resurgence of her. There's the rumors that she has, like, tattoos on her boobs or something and like, yeah. all, kinds of, all kinds of stuff. And now It's a resurgence. Is it? Okay. She deserves it. She's a hardworking lady. All right. She's a talented, hardworking lady. Is she? Lady. What has she done lately? She is touring. She never stops touring. She tours and she, she performs. She has Dolly World. She carries around those gigantic breasts. Well, that's She that does a lot, Greg. What have you done lately? Uh, well, I know I'm not saying Dolly Parton's a very, you know, very hardworking. Dolly lady, Parton I is wonderful, and don't you dare say anything bad I'm about sorry, her. I'm sorry. I apologize for besmirching your. Item. Yeah, you do not besmirch Dolly Parton. <laughs> don't you never say nothing about Dolly don't Parton Don't you never again. say nothing about her. That woman's a saint. <gasps> All right. Oh, I do have a ghosty kind of story. Since you're talking about your haunted Did you say house, Dolly World. That's what was throwing me off there. It's Dollywood, right? Dollywood. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, Dolly World was that? I want to go to Dolly World. Working nine to five. That was a good. That was a good movie. Straight Talk. It's one of my favorite ones. Can't say that. You've never seen Straight Talk with a young Jeff Goldblum? Oh, it's glorious. She's a sassy. She's so Uh, cute. She's a little sassy um, radio host because she just tells it like it is. That's a terrible. terrible Jeff Goldblum is dreamy. Is he? Oh, yeah. All right, so this next story is about. There, we settled that one. (laughs) Yes, there he is. A young boy from a place called Golan Heights has now come forward with. Well, he hasn't come forward, apparently, because he's three years old, but uh, his family has come forward now saying how the boy gained awareness that he died in a past life and was able to. Apparently, bring his murderer to justice. What? Now, this is odd. So, listen to this. So, according to, to this report, a three-year-old boy uh, living in a place called Golan Heights, which is on the border of Syria and Israel, told others in his village that he was murdered with an axe in his past life. 
The story was told uh, by a witness to a German therapist who went on to author a book about children and reincarnation. This is one of the stories. So um, the doctor who witnessed this particular situation talked to the boy, and the boy allegedly told him that he had been killed by a man with an axe in his past life. And apparently in their community, I guess if younger people claim to remember a past life, they actually they follow the leads okay. to see if something if there's anything that comes from it. Wow. So the boy reportedly knew that he was killed with an axe, knew who his murderer was, brought uh, a group of people from his village and led them to the murder weapon and to the body of the, of his body. And not only that, he knew the name of the person who murdered him and actually brought the murderer to justice. That's weird. Yeah, the three-year-old apparently remembered the killer's name, and when he was confronted, he turned white. Yep. So, apparently this is a thing that happens, where these kids, you know, if they remember a past life. He also has uh, a birthmark on the top of his head that's like a straight red line, and that birthmark coincided exactly with the skull of the body that they found from what's it died, uh, from the axe mark that it died. Mm -hmm. This is true? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Is there is there a picture of this? Is there evidence? There are pictures, yeah, if you look up on the internets. Okay. All right. This is an article from the Epoch Times. Epoch Epic Times? Epoch. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. God, I love him. You knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. I had this story earlier, but now since we're God damn it. You're a fucking drag, you know that? Just let me know when you're done. Mommy's very angry. Okay, I'm done. We had this story earlier, but now we're not censored, and I know you had some stuff to say when we did yes, our show okay. on X-Ray, so... Yeah. Greg. Have you ever been interested in going to a Filipino zoo? <laughs> Ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> uh, no, I've not thought about Filipino zoos. Well, you should probably frequently. start thinking, Greg, because let me tell you, there's a new, there's a new, there's a new exhibit happening at the Cebu City Zoo in the Philippines that you can partake in. I believe it's Cebu. It is not Cebu. You don't know. C e b u. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Cebu. Why would it be Cebu? Why wouldn't it be Cebu? Because it's probably Spanish-based. It's in the Philippines. Well, yes, but they have a lot of Spanish influence. Cebu. Or Tagalog, but I think it's Spanish. Well, tourists in the Cebu City Zoo in the Philippines can get a free treat if they so desire. So I'd seen an earlier report saying that it costs money, but actually this is free. Where you can actually get a massage at the zoo from giant pythons. 550 pounds worth of giant pythons. So four giant Burmese pythons, weighing a combined 250 pounds, will slither across your body and massage you for 10 to 15 minutes. That's not massaging you. Like they're sizing you up to choke you. No, well they... To eat you. Well, let me tell you a little little bit bit about these, uh, the 550 pounds of python. Ooh, that sounds like a Courage song. It also sounds like, uh, Hulk Hogan. 550 pounds of Pounds of python. No, no. My 24-inch pythons, brother. Okay. Well, the pythons, who are named Michelle, Walter, EJ, and Daniel, are each fed around 10 chickens before C'est the massage. Tagalog, Cebu. Locally, Cebu. 
No, I was right. You were not right. Cebu. No, that's not what they say. Cebu. 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 That is what I said it was. Anyway, let me get back to my pythons. The pythons named Michelle. Cebu. Michelle, Walter, EJ, and Daniel are all fed 10 chickens apiece before massages begin to help curb any hunger pains they might have, a.k.a. to stop them from eating your face. Ugh. And then they just crawl over you. And then they just roll all around on you. There's something that sounds really naughty about this. I don't know. What's wrong with the Filipinos? I don't know, but you can do this for free, and people are lining up. There are lines, lines of people waiting to be massaged by giant Burmese pythons. That's not a massage. It's snakes crawling over you. Yeah, but they weigh a lot, so I guess it like mushes you around a little bit. <sighs> so uh, one of the one of the big fans of the python massage is a guy named Ian Ian McLean from Hawaii, who has gone not once but twice to be massaged by the snakes. He said, "Before he was massaged, I was briefed on what to what to do and what not to do during the massage. Now, the instructions for the python massage are crucial, as you can imagine. Don't get eaten. But I tell you not to blow air on the snake because apparently this is like being like like pinching them. Snakes don't like to have air blown on them, so, so don't you can't breathe. breathe. Yeah. Oh. You also, if you're getting panicky, you can't shout for help as the snake can feel your vibrations and thinks you're a prey or predator, depending on the environment, and might start squeezing." The slithering motion of the snakes during the 10 to 15 minute sessions is said to be therapeutic and calming. Also, now receive back scratches from our lion. <laughs> and finally. Wait, where was this one at again? This is in uh, Cebu City Zoo. Cebu. Cebu. Oh, Cebu. Cebu. Okay. Cebu. Okay. And finally, to Florida we go. A Florida woman who had been trading sex for free rent has been arrested after her sexy deal went bad. Let me tell you a little story about Allison Ann Hicks. She's 49 years young. She's in North Naples, Florida. Now she faces charges of misusing the 911 system. Now deputies say that Allison Ann Hicks and her 82-year-old landlord. Oh, wow. Okay, I have to look up Allison Ann Hicks. I need to see what she looks mm. like. Ah, sorry, some coffee. Deputy say Allison Ann Hicks, 49, and her 82-year-old sex-crazed landlord. Ew. Did you add in sex Yes, craze? I did. That's so gross. <laughs> oh, wow. She is a treat. Yeah. I highly suggest anyone out there to look up Allison Ann Hicks. We'll put a link. Would you on let her live in your episode. house for free rent? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she. Oh, she looks like she's had a bad day. Well, that's it's a rough day. Even plowing an 82-year-old. Oh. Uh, deputies say Hicks and her 82-year-old landlord got into an argument after the man learned Hicks was having sex with another man, which oh. broke their rental contract. Wait. Oh. <laughs> Alright, one, I'm, I'm happy this guy's 82 and he's still getting anything. Damn straight, he Although, must have a nice house or something. But, so he found out she was sleeping with someone else? Uh, she found out, he found out she was sleeping with somebody else. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So, in her contract. What else was she getting free? I don't know, she was getting the rent free. So apparently in their agreement, in their rental agreement, he was she was only supposed to have sexual relations with her 82-year-old landlord. <laughs> that's written into the rental agreement? Wow. Yeah. 
I have rental agreements. Apparently, I need to be changing these things up. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, there were some young ladies looking for a room. Huh. Well, she was very upset when he found out that she was having sexual relations with another man because he wanted to kick her out. So then, Allison Ann Hicks did what every genius does, which is called 911, not once, but twice, to retaliate against the landlord, <laughs> uh, saying that, uh, let's see, saying that she was being kicked out unfairly and that she didn't think it was right. Uh, so she kept calling. When deputies arrived on the scene, they described Allison Ann Hicks as, quote, extremely intoxicated. Uh, deputies spoke with the man Hicks reported, who was the 82-year-old landlord, who explained that he was uh, moving to Michigan for six months and would let Hicks stay in his home while he was gone on the condition they could have a sexual relationship while he was in town. Meanwhile, as per the agreement, Hicks was not to have sex with other men in the meantime. Uh, so when the man learned she had broken the agreement, he told her she could not live in her home at his home and she became angry. Now, of course, Hicks is denying trading sex for house-sitting services, but she is still in trouble for falsifying 911 calls. So who was the other guy, and what was she getting from him? I don't know. Maybe he's, like, paying her phone bill or something. Wow. Yeah. There's all kinds really of things just, taken care of. She's exporting. My power bill's due. I wonder what I can do. Yeah, there you go. Get somebody work for the water bill. <laughs> <laughs> Water's expensive in Portland. It is. Hmm. Attention, city of Portland. Well, there you have it. This contract's negotiable. You're creepy. <gasps> That's your old crazy. <laughs> ah, good for him, though, 82. Wow. Yes. Yeah, he figured out a way to make it, he made it work for himself. Yes, this is true. I really this like the stipulation true. that she cannot sleep with anybody else. No. Huh. Well, hey, I need to rewrite some of my contracts. Uh, apparently so. Uh, do not put food in oven and mm -hmm. leave there. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to need to write that in there. There you go. All right, should we do a little bit of ball talk here? Yeah. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right, first up, it's a, it's a potpourri of balls. A little bit of smattering, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They did put out the uh, odds for the uh, Super Bowl next year, and the odds on favorites by Las Vegas is for a repeat of last year. Okay. Seahawks versus the Broncos with the Seahawks winning. With the Seahawks winning again. That is, they are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next okay. year. Okay. And uh, that, that is followed by the Broncos. So they're predicting it'll be Seattle, Broncos in the Super Bowl again. Well, that was an exciting Super Bowl to watch. It was. It was good. Well, until, you know. Yeah, actually, it wasn't that great. Actually, it was kind of boring. Yeah. They kind now of that I'm thinking about it, I like the game before it was the exciting one. Ooh, breaking news, though. What? Dealing with Denver Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning. Um, let's see here. It says here, Peyton Manning arrested. No, 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 no. Oh, but it's a different Peyton Manning. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there is an 18-year-old woman named Peyton Manning <laughs> was pulled over because her high beams were on in traffic after noticing an odor of marijuana. They arrested her for uh, cocaine and driving under the influence. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning You're arrested. Crazy. God, that's gonna suck. Having the same name as Peyton Manning, and it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if like that was an if her dad was like a big football fan or something. Um, let's see. She's 18. Yeah, I mean he's. Yeah, I mean, he would have been if she if he was if he was a Tennessee fan. Peyton Manning probably would have been in college then. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Peyton Manning arrested. Moving on to ball talk. Popery, like I said, smattering of balls. Uh, there is this news. This is coming out of 
The United States Senate, Sarah. All right. Oh, some Senate news in Baltimore. Indeed, Senate news where 49 senators have now signed a petition asking the Washington Redskins to change their name. So the uh, time. it's a letter that the, was uh, created by Senate Majority, Majority Leader Harry Reid, put out on the Senate floor. And it says, uh, today we urge you and the National Football League to send the same clear message as the NBA did, that racism and bigotry have no place in professional sports. It's time for the NFL to endorse a name change for the Washington, D.C. football team. So it goes on and on explaining this. Uh, so there's there are, uh, yeah, 49, I believe 49 senators signed it. Okay. Um, no Republicans signed it, according to this article here. So it was mostly Democrats that signed it. Hmm. And, uh, and yeah. So they're they're petitioning them to change the name. I I am actually surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. Well, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, has flat out refused to do it, mm-hmm. saying he won't do it. But this once it starts hitting, really, the only way that I think it's going to end up getting changed is if people stop buying Redskins stuff. Yeah. Then he's going to realize, oh, okay, now I need to change it. But as long as people keep buying the stuff and he keeps making money, mm-hmm. he doesn't give a shit. He's a stubborn, you know, stubborn, probably billionaire. I'm assuming he's a billionaire if he owns a football team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, those guys don't change for anything. Uh, you you saw what happened with Donald Sterling. That took a lot for him. And he's still going to be fighting it. Donald Sterling is countersuing the NBA. Because he does Of course he is. Of yeah. course he is. Mm-hmm. Why would he not be doing that? There are some great articles out there that have come out now about Donald Sterling and some of the horrible stuff that he's done with lawsuits. Um, I won't even read through them right now. But if you want to find out more information on it, just Google Donald Sterling lawsuits. Okay. That guy is a terrible person. He's a terrible, terrible person. Uh, but, uh, I figured as much. But anyway, the Washington Redskins, now they are petitioning for that name change to be changed. Uh, well, petitioning for the Washington Redskins name to be changed. Yeah. Uh, moving on to ball talk. Uh, as I said, it's uh, potpourri of balls smattering. Uh, there is a new star coming from the NBA, but she's not a player. And I said she. Uh, this is the 18-year-old daughter of the Milwaukee Bucks owner, Wesley Edens. So Wesley Edens is the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. And during the NBA draft lottery, which is where they basically, it, it is a lottery. It's like bingo. They pull out ping pong balls and decide what order the draft is going to go in. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks had a chance to, uh, had the best chance to get the number one pick. But of the 14 teams that are in it, they all send like a special representative of the team. Okay. Like good luck or whatever. Or, or, or a, you know, executive with the organization yeah, or a yeah. player. The the Bucks owner decided to send his 18 year old daughter Mallory Edens, and Mallory became quite popular. Oh, I wonder why. She is rather attractive. She is 18. <laughs> yes, Greg, I, I heard you the first two times you've said that. She is a high school senior. Uh, she uh, she was uh, the representative, and I guess her popularity was so was evident by the fact that she had 249 followers uh, before. The draft lottery happened on television. By midnight that night, so within like four or five hours, she had 25,000 followers on Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is her name? Uh, her name is Mallory Edens. Edens? Edens, yes. Okay. Sorry. Mallory Edens. But her luck didn't didn't work because they didn't get the number one pick. Oh. Mallory Edens. Also got to say the Sacramento Kings daughter. Speaking of the Sacramento oh, Kings. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's pretty. Yes, she is. Uh, speaking of the Sacramento Kings, Seattle fans, Seattle NBA fans who have been pining and hoping that the Supersonics would come back in the form of the Sacramento Kings moving to Seattle, uh, put that those hopes to rest. 
because that's not going to be happening. It's always sad when I can see them kind of getting their hopes up. I'm like, I know it's not going to happen. Sacramento. Not that I don't want it to happen. I think it would be fun to have a, a closer rivalry. Oh, yeah. No, it, it would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. But uh, nope, not going to be happening with the Sacramento Kings anyway. That team has just signed a deal for a new stadium signed with the city. A new deal for a stadium. There's going to be some public funding on it. But that part's all blah, blah, blah. But there is a 35-year agreement that the Kings will stay in Sacramento. Hmm. 35-year lease agreement. <laughs> so they're so not, not going happening. anywhere. Not going anywhere. Um, let's see. I've got two more things here. Two more things that I wanted to play. Uh, one of them is this. Th- you know that I'm a fan of the Miami Heat soundboard, which I will not oh, play. God. Thank you. Holding it down for your team. All right, LeBron. He didn't even do nothing. See, I don't even need to play it because I know it so well. There is another one that is out there right now. And it comes from the world of NHL hockey. And I don't watch a lot of hockey. So I, I will admit this, but there is one of the one of the announcers for hockey is the name uh, Doc Emmerich. That's a, that's a good announcer name. That's a that solid is. That's announcer a solid name. name. Yeah, Doc Emmerich. But I guess Doc Emmerich, one of his things is he has like a million different um, synonyms for passing the puck. And so much so that they've created a soundboard. Dragged it, dumped it, flicked it, got it, playing it, poke it, points it, rattling it, nudges it, finesses it, dropped it, bring it, feed it, banged it, boards it, swings it, throwing it, threw it, tapped it, tucked it, works it, swatted it, slides it, sets it, seal it, rattled it, punches it. And that's that's glorious. That, that's all there is. But there are serious. I don't even know how many are on here. There's got to be well over a hundred. Oh my god! Really? That many? Well over a hundred different ways to say "past the puck." All right, and finally in ball talk, of course the NBA playoffs are in full effect. The Eastern and Western Conference Finals are happening. In the Western Conference Finals, San Antonio Spurs beat the Oklahoma City Thunder to take a two-game lead. Beat them by thirty-five points. And it got so heated that even Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant kind of got into it. They're teammates on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Westbrook went off yelling at Durant during the game. But in the other matchup, there's the Miami Heat taking on the Indiana Pacers, where I believe it is tied 1-1. There's another game today. And with that, Miami Heat fans, I think, really do own the title of having the most fan-made songs about their team. Okay. And I decided it's my job to play one of those today. This is Miami Heat LB Three Rings by White House 3113. Oh my god. <laughs> this is why we have three rings. I hate talking about Wade. Wade. <laughs> he says, buy a fucking microphone. Why are you recording in your bathroom? <laughs> it looks like he's on a computer and he did some weird visual effect to it. Oh, you wow. Me, you talk about the heat. You talk about the streets. You talk about the heat. Miami <laughs> the heat well, this guy knows about the streets. Uh, talk about the streets. You talk about the heat. 
This is what we do. White House. Oh, apparently, yeah, that's his rap name is White House. Oh, okay. Well, he is white, so I guess he's got that going. Oh, he's got a number of videos. I bet he does. You probably can't stop him from making videos. No, he does his own versions of hit songs. Wow. Okay, that's for you to look at on your own time. Talk about the streets. You talk about the heat, Sarah. You're going to see a White House. Miami Heat song. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Talk about the street. Talk about the heat. Hey, they rhyme. It's kind of catchy. It's kind of catchy. Is it, Greg? It kind of makes sense. White House, newest sensation. Yes, well, indeed. we can always leave it to you to find the new sensations that it's are true. coming out. It's true. You know what is a sensation, Sarah? What is, Greg? Squarespace. Oh, it is. Squarespace.com. Of course, that is where Sarah and I both have our websites, and it is fantastic. Actually, I just got some voiceover work from it. From mine. Oh, you did? Yes. Look at you, fancy pants. GregNibbler.com, where I have... Uh, so they went and they were impressed stuff. by the, the layout, like the classic yet simple layout? Yes, because I don't know how to design a website, mm-hmm. and they do. So Squarespace is kind of like your all-in-one source to go. Uh, whoever needs a website... Actually, we're just talking to Tim Hammer about this. Um, I believe it was... Yeah, I think it was Tim. Mm-hmm. Is, it was. Probably going to switch over to Squarespace, because it's so easy to make a fantastic, professional-looking website. And you can go there now, squarespace.com slash funemployment. You can try it out, free trial. You can see how easy it is. It's all drag and drop, and you can integrate a store right into it. So if you want to sell something, you can do that. If you want to use it for your like personal resume, say you're looking for work, you will look badass mm-hmm. with your own website. And it's so easy and inexpensive to use. Uh, so go there. Use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT on checkout. So use that code, and then you'll get uh, 10% off of the of the cost of the website. Awesome. Yeah. So go there, squarespace.com. Use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT. Get 10% off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It has been uh, a week. It has been a week. An exciting week. Yes. I'm, I'm just, I was just checking my messages to see if there's any more repo men showing up at my house. Oh, so God. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. It's the end of an era today, Greg. Did it you get is. the key back? Is everything, everything's yeah, done? Yeah, everything's done. Everything's All right. done. Every, everything's done. Well, let's just close that chapter then. Yep, I don't know. It, it's somebody else's deal now. Someone else's. Oh, I feel bad for them. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, yeah. They just need to be careful when they're cooking to make sure there's nothing in the oven. <laughs> oh, wow. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Once again, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Thank you so much for coming out to the Comedy Showcase last yes. night. If you can make it, we've got more events that are going to be happening this summer, and we will keep you updated uh, as soon as we announce them. Yeah. We'll know all about them. Some very fun things this summer. And uh, you guys are... Just playing fantastic. Yes, you are. You're awesome. We love you all. All right. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Duck up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Becca. 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 Corky. I gotta show you something. It's really neat. What? It's really big. What are you... What time is it? It's really pink. Corky, what are you talking about? It's in my room. Come on. Come on. Oh, gosh. This better be good. Trust me.